When I named this podcast Twitter Travels for Pete over a year ago, I had no idea how prescient that name would be. How could I know that Pete Buttigieg would be nominated to be Secretary of Transportation by President Joe Biden? Secretary Mayor Pete Buttigieg. This exciting news has prompted all of Team Pete to learn as much as we can about transportation. And thus, welcome to Twitter Travels for Pete, Transportation Edition. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm really excited because we're going to be learning about GPS. You know, that thing on your phone and in your car, and we're sort starting to take it for granted because it tells us wherever we want to go, and it also tells us where we are. So today, my guest, Kaz Marganau from Twitter knows all about this and she knows how to explain it to the lay person because she is a research administrator for a space company. And although she's not working directly with everything that we're going to talk about today, she knows about it all and is going to tell us. Hi, Kaz. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks for inviting me. Well, welcome, welcome. Now, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the GPS, but first of all, we do have to know about your background working for the Peak Campaign as mm-hmm. a super-duper grassroots volunteer in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can call me a super-duper grassroots volunteer in Colorado. I'll take that. I'll take that that title. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I, I was not politically involved um, with any kind of organizing um Prior to um, March 2019, prior to uh, Pete jumping in the race and us kicking it off here in Colorado, um, but yeah, I dove right in to um, to Pete's campaign. Um, I I like so many people. I was um, uh, listening to uh, a podcast just like this one, and I heard Pete. See, he, he he said the words intergenerational justice and it piqued my ears and I had to sit down and Google the guy and the rest is history. Um, but yeah, intergenerational justice. Yeah. So who says that, right? <laughs> well, I knew who said that. That was stuff that was those were kind of words and language that came. So my background um, is in um, is in climate research. So those those kind of themes were stuff that um, that I was very familiar with, but I had never heard um, spoken about in in the political sphere. I was always hoping and dreaming that someday someone would come along um, who could deliver that message, and then suddenly there he was. Um, so so yeah, I, I like so many. I sat down and said, "Who the hell is this guy?" Looked him up. Yeah. So so what they call that the at the Pete Buttigieg YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, I fell down that one. Um, yeah, rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> And you ended up getting very involved. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there, um, I I reached out or I looked for um, he was coming. So I I found him before he announced that he was actually running. Right. So before before it was official. Um, so I knew that his he, he would have his um, his campaign launch. Um, and I looked it up and I found a group um, in Denver that was going to have a watch party for for that campaign announcement and i've never done anything political anything in my life um but i was just <laughs> very common like, you know i but i was just like you know i'm gonna go to this i'm gonna go to this bar on a sunday and watch you know watch watch pete's announcement on on tv with strangers it's like i'm gonna do this me and at the time i was actually um so so uh, you might not be able to tell now, but um, I I suffer. I have, um, I have really bad social anxiety and uh, so social social anxiety and depression. And I was going through therapy to try and help with that, but I was so not to the point where I could actually go to a public event or do anything social like that. Um, but then I saw that this event was happening at a bar and. I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do this thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was the Pete effect already. 
right, the effect right, was happening right, already. Right from the get-go. So so yeah, it was it was quite funny um that, you know, I was just I was I was velcroed to the seat in my car, you know, with petrified fear about walking into that bar and um, meeting a bunch of strangers. And but then I was telling myself, you know, I'm like, there's going to be like four people inside, right? It's just like, how many people are going to be at this thing? There's going to be four people inside (laughs) there. So I convinced myself then to walk in and I walk into to this place. So Cap City Tavern in, in, in Denver is this great bar. And I walk in and it was packed. All the rooms were packed with pe- people, like the signs everywhere. And I literally got the last seat. I found a seat in a corner of the bar. And um, then I started, you know, just introduce, talk to the people around me. And I mean, you've met people. They were wonderful. They were amazing. And I ended up sitting right next to Jesse Stellini, who I didn't know, complete stranger. But I she I I, I sat next to Jesse Stellini on the other side of me was Trevor, and then over there was Colin McGann. All of these people ended up being our your team. future future best friends, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. So right from the get go, I start talking, you know, to 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 Jesse and Colin, and all, and I'm like. Amazing people. These are great people. And yeah, we became friends very quickly. And then it was just, you know, none of us had done anything political before ever in our lives. And we all just sort of looked at each other, you know, after Pete's announcement. And we, you know, a small group of us just sort of looked at each other and said, it's like, well, let's just do this. We don't know what we're doing, but let's do it. <laughs> and, and yeah, <laughs> oh, we, you know, that's so typical. We don't know. know what we're doing, but let's just do it. Yeah. So, okay. so it started from there. Colorado for Pete started started that day, day one. Um, we call us the OGs, the original gangsters of, of um, so it was Jesse and Colin, me and Dave, and we were kind of like the, the original ones that just started that. And yeah, it led all the way to the point you know, towards, um, so Colorado's a Super Tuesday state. So getting closer to Super Tuesday, we were fortunate enough to be able to um, host the mayor, host Pete for a couple events um, and put those on. And we also hosted a day. We got to do several events with Chaston as well. So it was great, you know, to build the whole state out, to go through that boot camp of learning how to run a campaign. Um, a statewide campaign, do that, you know, the the grassroots organizing, do the relational organizing on scale like that. So it was a fantastic experience to um to yeah, to pull to pull all of that together. So you're really out um, of your shell. Yeah, you're you're oh, out yeah. of your shell now. Yeah. So I guess I, you know, if <laughs> go go from me being absolutely velcroed to my seat in my car outside of the bar, not wanting to watch, walk in to watch his um, campaign announcement, go from that to then, um, you know, prior to, to, to Super Tuesday, me standing in front of however many thousands of people and introducing Pete on stage. So <laughs> personal growth, as well as just the growth of our campaign as well. It was fantastic. So memorable. Yeah. yeah wow. Oh my gosh. And you're active with, you're active with building bridges now, which we could do a whole, a whole episode on, which yeah, I'll have exactly. to do after transportation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, since we are coming up on the one year anniversary of, um, of the end of Pete's campaign, well, the end of Pete's campaign was also the start of building bridges. So, you know, as, 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 as saddened, as 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 we were in in those moments that um, Pete dropped out, you know, he immediately put his um, um, his his support behind Biden and encouraged his supporters to do so as well. So, in that spirit, is when Building Bridges was formed to be able to keep that organization going. You know, so I kind of feel like during Pete's campaign, there was always. You know, I would I would say yes. There was the task A. We wanted him to be the nominee, but there was always this bigger picture of organizing. Um, you know, and, and, and you know what what became what Joe Biden had for the, the the you know the soul of the nation. That was always the larger picture of Pete's um, message, anyway. 
So, so yeah, right. we formed so it wasn't really completely over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and now we are one year into building bridges. So ah, that's amazing. Okay. Let's get to our GPS discussion here. Sorry to cut that show short, but let's get to the nerd um, so, stuff. Let's be nerds. Oh, the nerd. Okay, and I'm I'm not very nerdy, and so I'm a great person to ask questions because I don't know anything. Uh, but the GPS is within the Department of Transportation. Is that correct? And people might not realize that. Well, actually, a lot of Team Pete is already very well informed because they've been doing hashtag learn about DOT. Uh, but if you could speak to um, how how that is under the Department of Transportation. Yeah, so uh, under the Department of Transportation, there is a department called um, with this uh, lovely acronym title of PNT and RF management. So if you see that under the org chart and you're like, what the heck is that? Um, PNT and RF management stands for position navigation and timing and radio frequency management. And Ooh. although that may not mean a lot to most people, everyone knows it by a different term or commonly knows it by a different term, which is GPS, so Global Positioning Systems, GPS. So we all have on our, so either in your hand right now or probably within arm's reach is, is a cell phone. And on that cell phone is um, little emissions going out, little signals going out um, for, to, for, for the GPS, for the location. And so while you may think about Department of Transportation in terms of, you know, mobility as you're moving around, um, the Department of Transportation, a little piece of it is in your hand, carrying it around everywhere that you, that you go. So the question might be, why is GPS um, uh, underneath uh, the Department of Transportation? And actually, the it's, 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 Fascinating to see um, how much goes into um, into the GPS system, into PNT and RF management. What that is, how much of the U.S. government and diplomacy goes into that that you're carrying around in your hand at all times. <laughs> so, um, if you will, I can go into that a little bit to explain um, to explain how all the different parts of the U.S. government come together and um, are filtered yes, through this to. department. So um, yeah. there's, like I said, it's PNT, Position Navigation and Timing, um, and Radio Frequency Management. I'll start with the Radio Frequency Management. So um, if you could look, if, if, you, if we could see um, radio frequencies or if we could hear radio frequencies, we would just be blinded. <laughs> <laughs> or we would just be deafened by all of the transmissions that are going through this through that radio frequency spectrum at all times, especially in our urban areas. So yeah, if you could see the the the, the radio frequencies coming um, in and out of your your phone, um, or if we could hear them, yeah, it would be deafening. They're going all the time. Everybody's device is is sending out these radio frequencies, and there's only so many radio frequencies. So just like when you are um, you're you're in your car and you're 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 going through the radio dial um, and there's all those different radio stations all the different bands um, there's only so many in that spectrum of the radio spectrum so there's only so many frequencies and a lot of people need them right so every signal that's coming to and from your phone um, and you know other signals out there um, there's there's only so many bands just like there's only so many radio stations. <laughs> So, and all that needs to get coordinated, right? So just like a, just like you can't have two radio stations in your town emitting on the same dial, right? You can't have two channel 93.3s, right? You can't, you, you've got it. Somebody has to organize all that. Someone has to manage that. Well, that falls underneath the Department of Transportation to manage all of those radio frequencies and make sure that, um, that, that, you know, each frequency has a user and that that user is being, you know, is, is managing. Nobody else takes that over. So that, that's the radio frequency um, side of, of, of what the department does. 
Then there's the PNT, the position, navigation, and timing. And this is where it really opens up to kind of the everything that the government does to make our lives easier that we don't have to think about. <laughs> All kind of falls underneath um, um, PNT. So GPS um, is the, the, the positioning stuff. If, um, if people don't know, GPS is run through a series of satellites that orbit in low Earth orbit. So in the LEO orbit, and it is um, then they they talk to ground stations. So there's a series of ground stations on the ground. So between the satellites orbiting and these ground stations on the ground, they can triangulate using radio frequencies from your phone and um, from airplanes and from wherever else. They can they can triangulate your your position. So because it is satellites, <laughs> because it is ground stations across the U.S. Um, the various agencies that then um, the PNT uh, department has to coordinate with are agencies like NASA, agencies especially like uh, DOD and Space Force. So Space Force is not a punchline. Space Force is monitoring everything there in that in, in Earth's orbit, including all of those satellites, and. And then um, for the ground stations, you've got more military involved um, in the ground stations. And, you know, when you think of GPS, when you think of your phone, you're probably thinking of your service provider. You're not thinking about the government. Um, so there's the commercial side to that. There's the, the, the so, so they have to work oh, with yeah, the Google Maps. Mm -hmm. so, so this is yes. the... So, so, so a, a real partnership there between um, between commercial and government and military all come together under the, the the that GPS. And then there's a third part. There's the timing part, which is really interesting. Um, time is not something we we really need to think about, um, but um, time is uh, uh, it is it is something that is managed by the U.S. government. <laughs> It is run through NIST. Oh, I was wondering why I don't have enough time. <laughs> sorry, I just had to do. <laughs> no, sorry. What was that last thing you said? <laughs> but I mean, it is something. I mean, it, it is it is a thing that we all agree upon without knowing that it is a thing that we agree upon. Is 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 time? So we have um, atomic clocks are our right. most accurate um, time, yes. and that those are being run through through through. Uh, through NIST, which is in the Department of Commerce. So NIST is National Institute of Standards and Technologies. Um, they uh, coordinate, uh, they actually work with uh, the Navy is actually the one that is in control of our time. Um, so, so between uh, NIST, which runs the atomic clocks, and the Navy, which manages all of that, that's the that's the time component. Um, so, when you're talking about uh, the the, the PNT department, um, it it has to uh, coordinate then all bring in all of those pieces together. So it's bringing in NASA, it's bringing in Space Force, it's bringing in the Navy, it's bringing in um, uh, NIST, which is under the, the, the Commerce Department. Um, and then also the, um, the commercial side. And then there's a very important aspect that um, I didn't uh, touch upon that comes into this, and that's the State Department. You might be asking yourself, what does the State Department have to do with all this. Oh my gosh. Now Pete, Pete does, he's interfacing with everything. With everything. Everything falls <laughs> under of DOT. Yes. So, so it falls under the state department because the GPS, those satellites that are up there in that kind of technology, but um, all of that um, is a service that, uh, that America provides, not just to fellow Americans, it provides to the world. So there's a lot of diplomacy that needs to go on to make sure that um, that the U.S. is is you know providing this this service um, around the globe, and then on top of the goodwill you know side of uh, of, of service, um, there we do live in a global we do live in a globe you know, and we don't all get along. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so there's a national security side to it, particularly becoming more and more pressing by the day 
is um, protecting those satellites that run our GPS and protecting those ground systems um, from uh, bad actors who, um, because yeah, if you can think about a place that the U.S. is very vulnerable, um, one or, you know, kind of globally, we are very vulnerable is um, those series of satellites up there that are running your GPS because GPS is tied then, and this gets to why it's under um, DOT, um, you know, GPS, not only is it just convenient, so um, you don't have to pull out a, a paper map anymore. <laughs> um, it is also a big component of how um, our, our transportation is run and including the biggest sector of DOT, which is um, the FAA and our, our air traffic control. So um, it's... Well, that makes sense. So if a bad actor takes out um, a a GPS satellite and our GPS goes down, the planes are grounded everywhere. So so that that, there's a national security, um, very important national security um, portion to to maintaining that PNT um, is... uh, So again, that's what that's what Space Force is doing. That's why it got um, a big chunk of the reason why it got separated out um, from Air Force is because um, the stuff that is flying around, they call it, in the, so the low Earth orbit, the LEO orbit, the stuff that's flying around there is, is uh, they are such important assets to, to the U.S., um, U.S. economy, U.S. security, um, just our, our, our way of life, um, that um, they are under threat of being attacked. And, and then also from a competitive side, there is competitiveness to America staying um, as a world leader and not falling behind. And um, the kind of, you can think, one of, one of the most vulnerable places for America to fall behind is in that, um, is in the technology that's going into low earth orbit because um, we, that technology is being developed um, right now. And uh, a lot of people are being able to jump in there and become competitive with the United States. So they are sending up, a lot of the different countries are sending up a lot of um, satellites to do some of the things that um, the world used to rely on America for to do it themselves. So I was going to ask that about how many other satellites are up there and are they going to bump into each other? Because that's how much of a lay person I am. <laughs> no, that, that's actually a, 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 a very um, big, huge topic of, um, and another reason why Space Force has become um, so um, important and why it's gotten so much more importance is just because there is so much stuff up there and the amount of stuff I think today right now I think SpaceX is sending up another 60 satellites to go into low earth orbit today just today and then you know that's happening all the time um so the amount of stuff that's going up there that needs um to be um you know protected <laughs> is 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 growing by by the day so so being able to um uh, know what is up there and um you know, they call it space junk. There's going to be a bunch of space junk up there as well. Being mm-hmm. able to navigate all that um, is becoming increasingly uh, important, uh, not just for the U.S., but around the globe. And the Department of Transportation coordinates it. So they, they have the, they're tasked with the, so how are we going to pull this together? Yeah. yeah so, so under DOT, um, the, the PNT side, um, is so, so anything with those satellites, there's many reasons to put satellites up, um, in, into low earth orbit. Um, but the ones that are tied to, to the, the navigate position and navigation and timing. So the GPS. Okay. Stuff. Those are all the ones that, that need stuff, coordination. All that stuff, the coordination of all of that. So again, between all these various parties from NASA, Commerce Departments, Space Force, Navy, and uh, State Departments, all of these different pieces coming together are, are, are coordinated um, uh, for 
to, to manage GPS and then also the radio frequency. Um, through this, this one department in um, Department of Transportation. And I will say, um, you know, as, as, um, I, I, as I, don't, I don't personally know the mayor, and I still call him the mayor, I'm sorry, but I don't personally know, oh. know Secretary <laughs> Pete, but, um, but I have to imagine that when he looks at his org chart, um, he's got to get a little excited to see um, P&T over there in, the, in that corner because that is somewhere where um, for un, under DOT that his um, experience as a Navy intelligence officer becomes very important because there, it has that, um, the national security side to it. And then, um, then yeah, there are um, there, there, there are bad, uh, bad actors in the world that um, we need to be mindful of, and not everybody thinks about that. Um, but he was somebody who um, definitely understands that side, that role that um, the U.S. government plays. So um, I'm sure, like I said, when he looks at that org chart, um, this this one part probably um, stands out. As something He's like, that oh, is, goody, goody, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's like all, all the thing. You know, he's got, he's got quite the brain. He's got quite the computational power up there in, in, in his brain. And um, this, this particular department seems to cover um, a lot of, a lot of his um, experience and, and, and interests. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's very well suited um, for for being in that, that position because yeah, he, he, he then understands the national security side, which it's not something you would normally think when you think of a secretary of transportation that they would understand national security, but he certainly does. Right. And then when you were talking about how the innovation, how we need to keep up with that, um, I'm, I know he's really interested in that as well. Well, you know, I've been interested. I, I, I seek him out whenever he's speaking because, as I mentioned, he's got he's got quite the brain on him. So I, I like to hear hear what his thoughts are. And um, he's been saying some some uh, things recently about um, in terms of infrastructure and GPS is part of our infrastructure. So he's been talking about infrastructure, about um, America needing to make that choice that are we going to continue to be a world leader or are we going to fall behind? And mm-hmm. the infrastructure of GPS, these satellites and these ground stations, um, it's something that, like I said, this has been a service that we've been providing to the world. And now the world is going out and creating their own. It could become the to the point, like if we don't fix ours, if we don't keep ours up, you know, that coin is going to flip. And rather than the world coming to us to provide the service, we might be seeking out another country that ends up doing GPS better. And that is just so not something that as, you know, as Americans that we would ever, that, that we would ever think about is, is um, we're, we're, we're used to being the, that innovative um, world leader. And the thought that we can very rapidly um, have inferior infrastructure and need to go shopping around the world for it is just something, you know, for me, I, I, I wouldn't accept that. Um, so, so for me, the, the, the passing that infrastructure and making sure that, um, and in this case, like the GPS, making sure that NASA and that Space Force are continuing to get that, um, continuing to get the funding so they can keep those satellites up to date. Um, and then like for making sure the Department of Commerce and the Navy get that funding so they can keep that timing, the atomic clocks, keep them, keep them getting better. Because what's going to happen is, um, you know, technology is moving forward as far as um, how our transportation, how, how we move around, that technology is moving forward um, anyway, again, that's another place where you would want America to stay, um, American and our companies to stay in, in the lead in building that, those new forms um, of transportation. Um, but then not only building them, but then the infrastructure that we need to put that together, not just the roads anymore. That's when you you need that better GPS technology and stuff like that, because as good as GPS may seem right now, you know, if 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 you are 
in a, and we get that high speed rail going. <laughs> that high speed rail is dependent on the accuracy of GPS. Where we're at right now, where the technology is at right now, at least for the commercial sector, is just not there. We need to, it needs to be improved. Um, if our cars and stuff are going to become um, more autonomous, GPS is one of the ways that we need to improve um, that technology and and make it better. So we really need to be putting those investments in to making sure that um, that GPS, American GPS, is um, is is in the lead that that it is um, because if we don't build it, we're going to have to go buy it from some other company country. And like I said, that's that's just not what I think of when I think of America. You know, I have a question about Google. I kind of asked this before, and I I know that uh, that the whole system is interfacing with commercial, right? But most of us are thinking in terms of oh, what does Google Maps tell us, right? And um, so they're using. Uh, satellites, U.S. satellite. They they don't own the satellites, right? I mean, so they're they're accessing they're accessing information that's there, but 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 they're doing it though is pulling it together and coordinating it and doing their Google magic with it, um, so that it's very user friendly, right? It's gotten to be so user friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so so actually that that's an important um, uh, that's that's an important point. That um, you know that that the the satellites and, and the grounds. This technology is something that um, is you know it's a, it's a service that the government provides, and you know as Americans we want that we want it to be a service that the government provides because imagine if rather than GPS being run by the government, GPS was run by a private company, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so um, just another uh, like like the, the U.S. government. I I, I often like to re- tell people that we should be very thankful that the U.S. government and DARPA invented the internet because otherwise the entire internet would be free for everybody. It would have been monetized a long time ago, and our, our U.S. economy would be nothing like it is today. So we want to make sure that that infrastructure, those the that is um, that is something that the U.S. government is providing, because when that is built out, then that data is something that is owned by the people. It's not owned by a company. It's owned by the people. So so then um, then yeah then then places like Google and stuff like that they are using the U.S.'s as opposed to doing their own. Now you do see one of our competitors, one of our, you know, security risks, if you will, is that you are seeing the private companies putting the stuff up there. And um, so, so in, in a way, you know, the U S government's also could be um, in competition with, with, with private companies as well, which like I said, would completely shift our economy. A privacy issue is that people, and this is mostly Google, goes like, okay, so like one thing is the street view when they take photos of, or anything of the maps. It's like, you can just, you can find anything. It's like, what? Nobody, there's no privacy anymore. Um, but like, but we, but we want, but we want it, right? Um, um, and the other thing is like at, at the end of the month where you get, this is where you've been all month. I know people don't realize like, if you want to use the this feature that means that you are the product but you know this is not within you know dot but it is related to it you know and that's what you know a lot of people are thinking just because they're using the system yeah so 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 under un, under this department under the pnt and rf management um they are just making sure that the the capability is there right the technology is there it, think of it as infrastructure right so they are making sure that that's in place. Um, private companies can take that information, take that infrastructure, and do whatever they want to it, right? And how so, do they get so it? That's like, a, this is my question. Like, I'm not a techie. So how do they get the? How do they access it? How well, do they <laughs> access? Well, I mean, so 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 I mean, how how do you access GPS? I mean, it's it. it I is told just you I don't know anything. <laughs> so so it so so the it's there you know, for them to access. Yeah. So the 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 satellites are up there. Every, your phone is the one that's accessing the infrastructure. So mm-hmm. so your phone is is the one that's triangulating um, your location. Um, if you have an app on your phone, like um, like like. 
like your Google Maps. It is okay. using your, you know, the, 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 um, so again, your, your phone is the one that is transmitting all that and interacting directly. That's interacting directly with the free service that is already out there, right? That's what I have chosen to do. I have chosen to have a phone that has, I have not blocked it in any way. And because I want to take advantage, I want to benefit from it. Okay. And so then the apps are using that data. Okay. All right. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, other people might get confused too, but oh, let's go to the other end of the spectrum. And like, I'm going to let you really get technical. If you want to, because I, I, there are a few people listening who want to hear, like, how does it work technically? P and T. Satellites, yeah. Frequencies? Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's not as, um, as scary and technical as you think. There is a general understanding of how triangulation works how um, your phone will um, send out a signal out and um, it goes up to, uh, in this case, your phone will send a signal out and it'll go to a ground station, whichever the closest one is to you. And then that will send a signal up to um, the satellite. So there's three points. There's, there's your phone, there's a ground station, and there's, there's a satellite. So between those three points and the, the, the signals going out, and then the time is, is the other piece. So those triangulation between those, those three points, and then, and then the time that it takes then to go between um, those three points, and then there's other satellites up there. So go up between that satellite and that satellite. The time difference um, between those is then can pinpoint your exact location. So with, with, with triangulating and using time. So that's why um, when you're talking about making it more accurate, making more accurate, like, you know, sometimes if you're on your phone and um, and, and your location isn't quite right, you can tell that it's a little bit off. Um, one of a few things are going wrong. And um, one of them could be just the sense of timing. So like I said, time is that thing, that constant that we all agree upon that we don't know that we agree upon. Um, but mm-hmm. between all of these devices, um, all having the same time could be one reason why um, just being off. I mean, you're talking a micro, 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 microsecond um, could put that, that the positioning off. Um, and then um, there could be interference with those radio frequencies. So another big thing that um, that that Space Force and NASA are, are always looking out for is there's such thing as space weather. How cool is that? Space weather. And um, so there is weather. Up I was going to ask about weather. Yeah. So there's wet weather up in, in particularly the, the, the weather that is really going to interfere with radio frequencies is this, the, the, um, the, the uh, weather that is um, weather that is coming from um, the sun. So that has an effect on the radio frequencies and that can create um, errors in GPS as well. So the more we know about um, the more accurate our time is and all the sync and how time is all synced up. So getting better, more efficient atomic clocks and getting those atomic clocks into those um, satellites and then also um, onto your phone. So a better agreement on time between all of these devices is going to make for more accurate GPS. Um, having more places to triangulate. So having more satellites um, up in space. So right now there's a couple dozen. If we have, um, if we have, if we have more of those, it will make for more accurate um, GPS. And then really understanding the space weather side um, and knowing how, what those um, disruptions could be so we can um, navigate around them. So those three things are what is going to make for better GPS. Do we need more ground stations? So yeah, the infrastructure, um, we just, yeah, we would need more. Um, And then also, it's also um, reduces the um, national security risk or the security risk to the system, just to have some redundancy in, in, in the system. So yeah, if a bad actor takes out a satellite, that's fine. There's, you know, 200 more. 
<laughs> so so it, it creates a security side. So are the satellites NASA? Um, the satellites, no. Uh, so the satellites are military. So those the, those are military satellites. Okay. Um, oh, you probably there. said that. Okay, military. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the ground stations, are they also military? Yeah, most stuff is run through the military. Um, so, so again, I know you probably is... said that. I just couldn't get it all. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah. I am. Um, I, I don't think you know. Uh, I don't think most people realize how much of um, science and like the infrastructure side of science, like you know, the real, you know, the um, you know, is 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 actually um, being conducted and run through. Um, being built through the military. So, so yeah, things like, um, I, I bet most people would not think that the GPS on their phone is, 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 is was built and run by the military, but it is, um, mm-hmm. as well Makes as like sense. you said, the internet was, 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 inter- mm-hmm. was, was developed by, by DARPA, by the military. So uh, I don't think people realize how much um, research um, in American research is powered um, by the military. So, so when we talk about um, making investments in um, making sure that we we keep science funded, a good chunk of that is making sure the military is funded. So I know people think when they think of military, um, often you know they think of the war side of it. But um, for me, when I think of military, you know, I I I have I doing um, climate research. I know that that's largely funded by the military. Matter of fact, the only <laughs> go back in the wayback machine um, at the beginning of climate research, and the only people that cared were the military, particularly the Navy. Um, they and still to this day, they are the largest um, funder and the biggest um, proponent of of um, climate research um, out there. So, so yeah, when you talk about making sure that um, that our infrastructure is 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 funded and that we are um, be staying as the innovative leaders, a lot of that funding is going to um, go through the DoD. Oh, I have a question about the weather because I was thinking, I, I don't think about the space weather. I think more about what about here, though, is uh, can the system be disrupted uh, because of extreme weather, hurricanes, for example? Well, you know, so the the interesting thing about radio frequencies is, um, you know, kind of like, you know, when all things fail, what do you have? You have your emergency radio, because radio frequencies um, are 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 not bothered by um, so much by regular weather. So your 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 tornadoes and all of that, like your tornado warning systems and everything they're they are they're run through radio frequencies often times because yeah the the radio frequencies just don't care about things like normal weather but they really care about that space weather they care about um the the the, the weather that is coming off of the sun so um you know sometimes you'll hear things about like the solar burst the the the, the, the burst of radiation coming off of the sun those have a huge impact um, on on uh, would have a huge impact on radio frequencies and all of our electronics and everything like that so so when we're talking about space weather it is uh, it is on the other side so it's not the earthbound side um it's on it's on the other side it's 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 um, uh, on the other side of our atmosphere is is um, tons of weather going on out there that is being um, driven by the sun. Fascinating. So, well, I always ask the questions. I'm sure somebody else has. So, yeah. But if people say, "Oh, my GPS went out," that's probably, I don't know. They probably have a different different problem. Yeah, but their internet might they they might lose internet because of some sort of storm. Yeah, I, I mean, know. we. You know, if you talk about national security risks and 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 stuff like that, you know, I think we saw a little taste of it down um, down in Texas with the, the uh, power grids going out. Um, you know, something. You know, how vulnerable our our power grids are to um, to you know the, the, a lot of this stuff that we thought was so you know such a given. We're realizing that it is that that we're actually quite vulnerable. And um, mm-hmm. part of it, part wow. of that, um, part of that vulnerability is stuff. These, you know, a, a big solar flare event like that could knock out our power system, and um, we have to. So, so again, that's something Space Force does. 
um, they, they, that, that, that's why they've, um, been given this, you know, elevated status. Are they, do they use the word meteorologist, space meteorologist? No. Oh, well. Ah, well. No, I haven't heard that one. Oh, my God. This is so much for me to think about, and I'm sure for all of our listeners, too. I am really never, ever going to think about GPS in the same way. I've learned so much. Yeah, it's amazing what you're carrying around in your hand. You know, I like to think about, you know, it's it's like we just carry carry the phone around. We don't realize um, how much of you know, just American goodwill is um, that we're carrying around in our hands and that that technology and that GPS technology. I love that. I love that American goodwill. (laughs) And 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 a lot of that is, like I said, it's coordinated um, through the Department of Transportation. So you never think you would think that, you know, if you think of Department of Transportation, you might think about your bike, you might think about when you're walking around. Highways, highways. (laughs) You're probably not thinking about your phone, but it's your phone as well. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Um, Before I let you go, I have to ask about, I always ask this question, what is your dream for the future of transportation or GPS? Anything that really you would like to talk about related to transportation or GPS? A big dream for the future. Yeah, I guess for me, it is, I know I've been talking about really lofty things, really large scale things. Um, So I guess if I was to to, to if, if it were up to me, um, I would keep it pretty simple. For me, it's just a reorientation. And um, I would want to reorient the transportation sector to be people-centric, people-centric, as opposed to right now where it's very car-centric. I would want our communities um, to be built around a network of transportation that puts people at the forefront. So what is your experience of of, of going through the day? First of all, just from an inclusion standpoint, um, making it so we're thinking about everybody. Um, When we're thinking about transportation, the experience for every person. So whether or not you are someone who is super fit and can charge up that hill on a bike, no problem, or, you know, or you have um, some sort of, you know, limitation on your mobility, everyone should be able to enjoy if there's a bike trail or if there's something in the community, it should be something that everybody can um, have access to and make use of. And, um, and then just about how we get around the experience of getting around, I would like to see it be, um, you know, walking and biking and riding um, shared transit to be what we think of as the norm, as opposed to right now. When I think about going to the grocery store, my first thought is about getting in my car. I would much rather there be a world where or a community set up where my first thought is getting on my bike or walking. So just make building our communities um, so that they are whole communities, you know, our neighborhoods so that there are services and neighborhood services right within our communities and that we're tied together, not by just by roads, but there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. I mean, because that's real life. And that's what a mayor knows. A mayor knows that these things do not exist in isolation. Yeah, I just think the quality of life would be so much better if we were not inside our own little metal orbs driving around, but if we were people focused as we were as we were moving around. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I however that came about that. Well, I think I think Pete shares that that vision as well. That value, it's a value. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and it's it's definitely something that can can be attainable. You don't have to say, OK, we're going to do this for the whole world. You can just do it for your neighborhood. Right. So just start right there. So, mm-hmm. you know, if so, start start making it. So in my town, so my town is very bikeable, um, but um, but it's not all the way there. Right. So for me to bike to work, uh, I still don't feel quite comfortable because I have to cross a very busy intersection. Um, and I know I've seen other towns that have, um, created either overpasses or underpasses to get, um, through there. And it's just it's like, well, why can't my town have that? You know, why, why, mm-hmm. why does the big city get that? But our little, you know, the little suburb of the city not have that. We should have mm-hmm. that too. 
right? So, so, so yeah. And then just, yeah, building more, um, uh, you know, just less, less lanes of road and more, Mm -hmm. um, lanes for separated lanes for bikes and, Mm -hmm. and pedestrians, very doable things when you think of it in terms of your neighborhood, as opposed to thinking of it in terms of, um, relying on, um, a very, very, very smart and intelligent mayor, but who's now Department of Transportation. I'm not going to rely on him. You know, I'm not going to wait for him. Uh, I'm not going to put it on his shoulders. It's like, no, I can do this in my own you town. You can, yes. It's and you've got those skills of, now, you know, from yeah. working on uh, Colorado for Pete. Exactly. So, so, so yeah, if I think of it in those terms of, of uh, that scale of, you know, doing Right, building it community. up. Right. So it's all, everything's local, right? Starting... Starting there. Well, fantastic. It sounds sounds good to me. Keeps us keeps us fit too, helps the climate and it keeps us healthy and it just solves a lot of problems at once. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, this has been so much fun. I've learned a lot and yeah. I've I've been energized by this. So thank you very much for talking to me today. And I just wanted to share your your the Twitter handle is Kazmar. 78. 20, 78. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Kazmarg78. Yeah. C Z M A R 78. So, 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 yeah, I try, um, you know, I, 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 I try not to be on Twitter too much, but it is. Are you on Facebook? <laughs> and then, for, well, for Facebook, I only use Facebook for organizing. So right now okay. I'm working on a political campaign. So I'm, I'm using Facebook to do to do that political okay. campaign. Well, I'm glad I found you on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, so so Twitter, I will say a great thing about Twitter. Um, transportation Twitter is phenomenal. I know. They are the I, best Twitter out there is transportation Twitter. They I can't are, keep up with it. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. But it's great because, you know, they're it's they're right in their communities, right? So you're talking about, you know, like like I was talking about, it's just like it's not this daunting thing to make these changes to make your community better. Um, transportation community um, on on Twitter is 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 actually, you know, it's kind of not like normal Twitter. In that it tends to be much more, yeah, focused on on um, focused on the on, on the local and the can do can do kind of attitude. So so yeah, if you're looking for a pick me up, if you don't if you want to get away from political Twitter, check out transportation Twitter and make your life better. Wow, great plug. Okay, <laughs> well I'm going to say goodbye for now. Thank you so much, Kaz. Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Twitter Travels for Pete, Transportation Edition. I hope you learned something new. I know I did. 